Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's not the men in my life that matters. It's the life in my men. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters on Talk Sport, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. It's a competition that includes teams from all divisions as our guests have the honour of representing the side they've always supported. The winning club will progress to the next round while the losers will be permanently prorogued. But who will be victorious and who will be vanquished is up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Yes, welcome to Glory Hunters. Now, there's a, a distinctly athletic feel to one of our sides today, because joining us, uh, Captain Ewan Thomas. Hello, Captain. Hello, welcome, hello. Welcome back, Ewan. And alongside you is fellow Olympic sprinter, Chris Akabusi. Hello, Chris. And the Mike Smith Posse. We trained yeah, in yeah. Southampton, Team Solon and all that sort of stuff. Same Let's coach. The band, so here we go, fella. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Although, obviously, we're not Team Southampton, we're West Ham. So who was your trainer that you said then? Mike Smith. Mike Smith. The great Mike Smith trained Ewan, trained Roger Black, trained uh, Todd Bennett, uh, Donna Hartley, uh, and then a little guy who did a little bit of hurdles, the Akabusi man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all joined in, didn't we? We would have laughed did. down there. We did. Just do hill ones, up uh, Fawn Hill, up Fawn Hill, mashing up the hill, mashing up, dying of death. We came back to the boys club, did some circuits. Can you understand me? Can I, I can speak un- in English? I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. I think it's your energy is absolutely wonderful, Chris. So, 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 you make so. me sound like I'm like a bit too relaxed. He's <laughs> <laughs> good. Ewan, what do you remember of Chris in training? Was he I, always there, giving 110%? Honestly, I've said this before, and I don't mind saying that. I took up athletics because of this man. I remember watching him, 1991, World Championships, 4x4. Four four. He was taken on the 400 world champion, Antonio Petrucu. Chris, obviously a hurdler. Last leg, no fear, went past him. Britain became world champions, and I watched that in bed as a about 16-year-old and went... Wow, I feel proud to be British. I'd love to be an athlete. And the next year, I took it up, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah. Inspirational man. Great bloke. Brilliant. No, no, it's, and it's brilliant to, to see what, um, you and come and join us, and then obviously to see him then go on and actually go and supersede my time, yeah. supersede Roger's time. And, and for me, there's a big picture of him, because he's, he's Welsh, in case you don't know, and um, him and Jamie Bolsh in the Commonwealth Games, running down in one of the semi-finals, looking at each other, jogging along <laughs> like that, and running like, boom, boom, 44 and bits. My gosh, I ran all year for that. And he's jogging like that. So there you go. What's that, what's that like, when you, genuinely, when you see... Uh, sort of a protege of your own person going past your time. Well, of course, it's, it, it's brilliant. You know, it's brilliant to see someone comes and joins your group. Um, quite clearly, a talented lad. He was a big, strong lad, but also dedicated and committed to actually getting there. And there was a couple of times where um, Ewan had a couple of of internal challenges. Came down, spoke to the old man. I was a very, very old man. And again, got the old man out, uh, out of himself again, and boom went and won all the honours. It's, it's brilliant to be involved in this story. I it's mean, a nicer story, though. Let me interrupt him there. <laughs> Chris very kindly saw I was going through a bit of a bad year. I'd had a couple of injuries. I wasn't running as well as I could. And he phoned me up. He said, look, I still live locally. Come round to my house. And I went round, and these big gates open, and went down his driveway. <laughs> I was like, wow, you can have this from athletics. <laughs> sort yourself out, and one day you could live in a gaff like this. <laughs> and that was it. I don't need the chat, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Honestly, helped me a lot. Helped me a lot in my career. And, t- and what about football, Chris? Obviously, it's a football quiz. Yeah. Big West Ham fan? Mighty West Ham. I, st- I started supporting West Ham in 1969. Um, I supported them because Clive Best 
was the only black player. Well, actually, no, I'm telling Paul Keys, there's no guy called Eddie Koki, but you don't know who he is. But Clyde Best was and Eddie Koki, the only players in the first division at that time, and they were playing for West Ham. Yeah. And um, so I went over there, and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, saw Bobby Moore, um, sort of Trevor Brooking, you know, all, all the greats. And, you know, West Ham was a fashionable club, of course, 66 World Cup and all that, but actually played great football, you yeah. know, great, classy the, the football. academy and all that, yeah. All that sort of stuff. So I've, I've always enjoyed myself over there. We don't win much, but we don't need to, as long as we beat Dirty Spurs. Actually, in my day, <laughs> in, my, in my day, it was Millwall. Oh, right, you know, you had okay. to beat Millwall. But now it's Dirty Spurs, because Millwall, who are they? Oh, oh, listen to the shame. Oh, oh, I've gone silent. Oh, 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 look, I spilled my drink. It's gone off. <laughs> he spilled his water, it's going off. I've got to tell you, though, we, we, we played Millwall over there once. Um, now, you know, I was a sportsman, I was well known. And I got there with my daughter, and I, I flung her right, and I was in the wrong half. And these guys went, Mate, I know you're a runner. But you ain't that good. You're in the wrong end, son. <laughs> let you get out. Okay, sir. I call them sir then. <laughs> what about yourself? Do you play? Have you got a good touch? No, I'm totally garbage. I mean, obviously, like a little schoolboy, I wanted to play for West Ham, score the Golden Cup final. Um, I mean, I can run quickly, but you've got to take the ball with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little problem there. Um, so, no, I, I enjoy the game. I, I love going to football. I've got two season, t- season tickets. Uh, I mean, West Ham played great at the weekend against Norwich. It's just brilliant when football's flowing and you're in that theatre and you're with the crowd and you're jumping out your seat and you're loving it. And even, actually, when he goes Pete Tong, even when you've got your head in your hands, there's something about that when you do it with other people that makes it fun. The emotional response. Yeah, it's brilliant. It? Yeah. Well, it's so nice to have you both here. Thank you very week. much. And I'm not, no stranger to, to the relay. Of course, Natalie, as we found out the other week, our other team is, is uh-huh. Natalie yeah, Swear, captain yeah. by Natalie four, Swear. Four years unbeaten in a relay team. Oh, yes. cool. Just yeah. tell, us, tell us the story from the, the start, Natalie. There's <laughs> really not much to it. Come on, tell, tell us about <laughs> it. Just Jeez, you don't know, you don't know uh, actually, Chris, who you're sitting with here is the Chiswick Community School Ooh. relay captain. Chiswick's oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Second leg, was it? Second leg, was uh, it? Second leg, yeah. yeah. And unbeaten yeah. for how long? Four years in a row. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, check yeah. it out. Was I it know. four by one or four by four, really? Four by one. Good question, oh, Ewan. Okay. Technical one. question. So I was a sprinter. Couldn't do any more yeah. than about 100 metres. Sports presenting gain is tracking food athletics loss, it sounds like to oh, me. I think, I think so. so. Anyway. And joining on your team is a comedian. Did you just have to look down for my name? No, 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 no. We've been together for 10 years, mate. (laughs) No, because it says here in my script, and I was deciding whether to read it or not, alongside you is the best comedian to ever come out of Devon, which which does upset me a bit. And he doesn't even need to bang on about Devon all the time. No. We get it, Charlie, you're from Devon. Get over it. That's what it says in the script. Yeah, no, no. Um, I think it's all quite, that's been fact-checked. Comedian and presenter and very good friend of mine, Josh Wedekaya, Josh. I'm good, actually, yeah. Delighted with that. I didn't realise I was... Well, I was about to say I didn't realise I was with so many sporting kind of gods, but <laughs> these two, I understand. Yeah, but Sawyer. Sawyer? On the second uh, who leg. Who it's a surprise. I know, I know. Any uh, similar records for you at South yes. Dartmoor Community College? No, uh, primary school, Ellington Primary School. Uh, one year, so what would this be, about 92? Uh, when I was about nine or ten. There was a national competition where we all had to put in our times for the 50 metres. All right. Yeah, now no, your pr- ears are pricked up. So four kids from my uh, school, all in the top 100 in the year of nationally. Yeah. And then my mum pointed out it was because our 50 metres track was downhill. <laughs> oh, so our times were astonishing. Time. Amazing. And also, last 10 metres, we'd have to slow up to avoid those stinging nettles at the end. So it's like, it was proper good. Almost too fast. <laughs> Almost too fast, mate. It's unbelievable. Obviously, with the relay at my school, first leg was like five seconds, and the second leg back up the hill was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, really slow. Yeah. You needed Sawyer on the second leg. Exactly. <laughs> I, I won the dressing up race two years in a row at primary school. Did you have that? No, we didn't have that. Well, uh, we... Yeah, I know, that I know of it. Yeah. What did you dress did up as, Josh? No, so what you'd do is that you'd run for a bit, and then you'd have to put on coat, wellies, yeah. hat, and then you'd run to the end and that, go back, take it all off and yeah. get to the end. For some two reason, Chris, I think you'd have excelled at that. Oh, if halfway round... Halfway around, you know, in, in your four by ones or your four by fours. No, the hurdles. The hurdles. The hurdles. Yes, Every the hurdles. 35 metres, Every... you've got to put on a piece of kit. What about take oh. something off? Oh, oh, oh. oh you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that, you don't want to see that. 
Every, you know every hurdle, something comes off. Yeah. It's a good idea. I wonder why he's wearing four pairs of socks. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered if Chris Akabusa would be like I imagined. And he is. <laughs> in many ways, even more yeah. so. In many ways. Do you know what? That TV screen really tones him down. Now, you today, I find this very difficult to say, you're representing the second worst team in the country, Plymouth Argyle. Well, not according to the league table. Okay. Yes. Um, I have to ask you a question now about Plymouth Argyle. Do you Argyle. hate Plymouth Argyle? I hate Plymouth Argyle. Why do you hate Plymouth Argyle? Just, We're fine with talking. I don't, like, I don't like them. Yeah. I don't like Exeter City and I don't like Plymouth Argyle. I'm, I don't I'm see it as a rivalry, it. though. Extra worse than Plymouth, in my, in my view. I don't understand how it's a rivalry when we're not even in the, we been in the same division for years. Well, I think you're very rude. So, um, <laughs> I, it says here I'm contractually obliged to ask you a question about Plymouth yeah. Argyle. Okay. What is life like for an Argyle fan at the moment? It's good at the moment. Good, thank you. Uh, Josh Whittacombe. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Whittacombe there. So, the scene is set for West Ham v Plymouth. It's Jelly Deals v Pasties. So to see who goes first, listen to this clip and a question will follow. I think you've got to send Alex Ferguson a tape of this game, haven't you? Isn't that what he asked for? I mean, that sort of stuff. We're, it, it's been, we're, be, we're bigger than that. Yeah. When you do that with footballers, like he said about Leeds, and when you do things like that about a man like Stuart Pearce, I'm, I've kept really quiet, but I'll tell you something. He went down in my estimation when he said that. We have not resorted to that, but I'll tell you, you can tell him now if you're watching it, we're still fighting for this title. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There we are, Kevin Keegan there with his famous rant. The question I'm going to ask you, West Ham and Plymouth Argyle. Start with you, West Ham. How many points did Man United beat Newcastle by to win the league title in 1996? How many points did Man United beat Newcastle by to win the league title in 1996? It was quite close, obviously, then towards the end. But then didn't it fall apart for Newcastle, yeah, did it? So they went past them. I reckon it's going to be at least three. Can we do betweens or you have to have exact? Oh, an exact number, please, Ewan. At least. I think that's a good number. To Should we go for three, then? Yeah, He's gone for three points. Natalie and Josh playing for Plymouth Argyle. Well, I think more. Because I do think they fell away a little bit. Do you? I can't. I think it came down to the last day of the season. Do you? Yeah, I do. I think Manu had to win, and then they did. Okay. So that would hint it was within three. We can either go two or four, because they're. But we'll win yeah. either way. We'll win. <laughs> um, do you want to go four then? No, no, no. I, you, you seem more sure of it. I can't remember it at all, really. Okay. Apart well, from that's the famous rant and stuff. So. Yeah. Should we go let's two? Let's go two. You've gone for two. The answer is four. Oh, it's bad news. <laughs> bad news for Whittacombe there. And Plymouth Argyle, an early loss. Yes. Good. You know what? I was so sure it was three, I thought it doesn't really matter, eh? To me, growing old is great. It's the best thing considering the alternative. For the round that we call My Club's Bigger Than Your Club. My Club's Bigger Than Your Club. My Club's Bigger Than Your Club. So, West Ham, Chris and Ewan, you're going to go first. You have 30 seconds to tell us why West Ham is a bigger club than Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, it's a no brainer, really. West Ham's bigger than Argyle because uh, bigger city, bigger place. We're north, they're south. North <laughs> is always at the top, isn't it? North is always at the top, south is at the bottom. If you go north from West Ham, you go to the Highlands, that's the highest place in the United Kingdom. <laughs> you go to Plymouth, you go south, you're in the water. When you're in the water, you're in the deep, deep depths of the water. So I've got absolutely no doubt that we're bigger than them. And also, what about the roads? We've got more roads going out of us. You can go north, you can go M11, you can go A12, A13, you can go around a North Circular, you can go anywhere, you're A1. When, when you're in Plymouth, where'd you go? You go down to Cornwall, Exeter, and then you can go east, Dorset, finished, south, you're in France, you're in Guernsey, you're in Jersey. So, quite a small club down in Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> when you're up here with us, massive club, massive area, massive people. Have you seen the Londoners? Massive, beefy people. Seen them in Plymouth, little jelly deals. So, small people, small place, small, small roads, living in the water, they're deep, we're big, we're tall, get in. There we are, there we are. Chris Akabusi <laughs> there. Wow. It was, it was yeah, very, no pressure. It's no very geography-based. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, wasn't it? And you seem to be, get obsessed with roads at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, also, yeah. the roads around, the, I'd say the most difficult the stadium to get to in the whole country is the West Ham London Stadium. No. I'd say that is, it, it's impossible to get A12, there. A12, you're in no problem. Especially by a road. Back 
in the day, yeah. Back in the day, when it was Upton Park. Now, yes, no problem. Oh, he deserves to win just for stretching 30 seconds into two and a half minutes. Maybe that's how he won so many medals. Um, no, it's very good. I'll do points at the end, but uh, it was, I did enjoy it very, very much. Same rules apply. Josh so Whittacombe. name as many roads around Plymouth as possible. It's just about transport links. Who knew? <laughs> Why is Plymouth a bigger club than West Ham? Your time starts now. For the A38, for a start. Um, so, Plymouth, it's all about potential, right? Plymouth is the biggest city in the world to have never had a top division team. It's Stat. all there. Yeah, it's Stat all there. Attack. Stat attack, right? <laughs> it's all there for you. Plymouth is a unique team. If I say United to mean West Ham United, everyone thinks I mean Man U. They're not even the biggest United. <laughs> we are the biggest Argyle there is. <laughs> if I say Argyle, you know what I'm talking about. We're the only team that wears green, apart from Yeovil, but we don't talk about them. Yeah, any other reasons? Yes. West Ham, part of London. There's, there's roads leading to bigger clubs. We're 50 miles away from another league club. There's no one there. There's no one down there. But we're the only team that, if some Middle Eastern sheikh came in <laughs> with a billion pounds to invest, they would be much wiser to invest it in Plymouth than they would in West Ham. Particularly because I've been to that West Ham ground and ours can expand out. It's in a park, we could go to 200,000. That West Ham ground, they can't even fill it to the pitch. <laughs> also, just to be clear, if you go up from West Ham, you don't get to the Highlands. That's not how it works. We're not picking up on that. <laughs> and there, oh, there's the bell. Well, it was, uh, it was very, very good. You can applaud him if you want, Chris. Yeah, yeah, well done, well done, well done. You'll try it, you'll try it. It was very, very yeah. good. Um, you, you gave a lot of good stats, interest at the biggest city in the world, which I thought you were going to stop at that point. Yeah, with the biggest point, city in the had, world. I don't think that is no, true about Plymouth. I've never had a top division team since Hull got in the Premier League. Great stat. Yeah. Yeovil Town now in the National League, so not even in the yep. league anymore. So you are the only team that play in green. With the only Argyle. The only Argyle. That was, these were all good stats. And then you demolished Chris's road no argument. <laughs> just one by one, you, you go, took his you argument You go just apart. up from West Ham, you're in the Highlands. <laughs> it's it's, it's just north. <laughs> just north. Just, just Sterling. North. Sterling, just yeah. north of yeah. West Ham. Do you, by the Highlands, do you mean High Wycombe? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Ali Pally, mate. you just up the road. You're Ali Pally, <laughs> yeah. Right. There we are. It was an excellent round. Uh, Chris Akabusi and Ewan Thomas and West Ham, I'm going to give you seven goals and I'm going to give Josh and Natalie nine goals. Oh! It's a high-scoring match, that, isn't it? <laughs> 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 okay. Next up, former Leeds Man City and England defender Danny Mills shares some of his favourite quotes from the worlds of sport and show business. All you have to do is tell us who said it originally. I'm going to give both teams the option of either home or away. So for Chris and Ewan, home means sport. For Josh and Natalie, it's show business. If you choose to play away, however, it's worth two goals. I mean, where have we got this idea from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris and Ewan, you went first in the last round. So Natalie and Josh, you're going to go okay. first in this. Mm. Would you like to go home for show business or away <laughs> for sport? Well, I think we know more about sport than we do about show business. And it's worth twice as many points. Well, let's give it a go. Are you happy with sport? Yeah, let's give it a okay, go. Why not? A sport? Yeah. I hope well, we're right. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. I definitely want him to be christened. I just don't know what religion yet. Was it A, David Beckham, B, Wayne Rooney, C, Michael Owen? I definitely want him to be christened. I just don't know what religion yet. Beckham, Rooney, Owen. Well, hey. I've met David Beckham. Oh, okay. uh -huh. Where did you meet David Beckham, Josh? Uh, when I worked in Waterstones, he was doing a signing. Oh. And uh, I was dispatched to buy him... Uh, a Whopper and some Haribo. Well, so there what you a go. Lovely right. story. Yeah, I mean, uh, there isn't a punchline There's to no that, punchline. but I can it's tell you. It's a lovely anecdote. Yeah, and, you, and you worked at Waterstone. Were you allowed to get a book signed? Uh, no, because you had to queue up. And so it wouldn't have been... Yeah, you were there with the Whopper and the sweets. Yeah, surely he gave you... I wasn't you allowed to take them to him. Oh. I wasn't... I, there was, oh, a, there was an intermediary who had to... It was like the Whopper and uh, sweets intermediary who would take them from me to him. It was a, um, it was a, it was a really exciting day because that day I almost also met Gordon Burns from the Krypton Factor. So it was. I mean, oh, now wow. you're excited, Natalie. Now you're. Krypton <laughs> Factor. Oh wow. For the want? radio, what was he Natalie's want? face when I said that was like I met Nelson Mandela. <laughs> what did Gordon want? A Big Mac or chicken fillet box? <laughs> oh, he or? just made me do this assault course. Um, <laughs> I love. I definitely wanted to be christened. I just don't know what religion yet. Oh. Beckham, Rooney, or Owen. I don't think it's Beckham. Oh, well, I don't think it's Owen. I just can't imagine he was. So should we go Rooney? Yeah. Should we go Rooney? I think let's go Rooney. You've gone for 
Wayne Rooney. B, the answer is David Beckham. Oh, oh, one guy we there. met. Do you know why though? He was off his face on the sugar from the Haribo. He didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> didn't know he was all over it. All over okay, it. Okay, well, you mm. and Chris, you got a chance to reckon, take away. some points here. Well, get some, I think get we some go home back. now because that, they, they, they've just done a wicket, haven't they? They've done another yeah, goal. If we go away, we can get double points. Go for it. You, uh, you're Showbiz the captain. You're going to sport, gentlemen. Should we just go for it? You're the captain. Yeah, you're, you're you sure? Go. Yeah. Right, let's absolutely. go for it. Showbiz, we're going let's away. Go showbiz, here we go. Showbiz, this. here's the quote from Danny Mills. Someone just gave me a shower radio. Thanks a lot. Do you really want music in the shower? I guess there's no better place to dance on a wet surface than next to a glass door. Who said that? Was it A, Jerry Seinfeld, B, Graham Norton, C, Jonathan Ross? Seinfeld, Norton, Ross. Big names. I reckon Who Norton. said it? I reckon Graham Norton. That's just my gut feeling, but I've got Someone no... Someone just gave me a shower radio. Thanks a lot. Do you really want music in the shower? I guess there's no better place to dance than on a wet surface next to a glass door. Seinfeld, Norton Ross. Just as an aside, Charlie, I've met all three of them. Oh, look at that. All right. <laughs> do they want any, oh, any uh, bar foods? Norton or, or Wassie? Wassie. I agree. One of those two. Yeah. Who do you want? <laughs> my gut was saying Graham Norton, but no, I think he would quite like that in the shower. It'd be quite a nice gift. So maybe you got, Jonathan you got a radio Ross. in the shower, Chris? To be fair... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listen, I, I listen to my podcast in the shower. Oh, your own oh. podcast? Or? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I listen to Heidegger and Nietzsche and, uh, yeah, I'm being serious. Um, yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. How long do you shower those? for? <laughs> well, a little bit more than a shower. Brush my teeth, have a shave, you know. Bit of Nietzsche. Oh, right. all, a bit of Nietzsche. We yeah. all a little bit Nietzsche in the shower, mate. Yeah. What are we mm. going for? What an image. What, what, uh, Norton or Wassy? No, you're the captain, son. I've got to go to you. I've got, I don't want to drop the baton. Okay. I did initially say, oh, I've got to offend Jonathan Ross now, though. Wassy, Wassy, Wassy. Yeah, go Jonathan Ross. Yes, Wassy, yes, Wassy. Jonathan Ross. The answer is Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, no, we don't know who he is. Home <laughs> or away, Plymouth Argyle. Well, we clearly don't know anything about sport. We clearly don't know anything about sport. <laughs> showbiz was tough as well. It was tough. To be honest with you, I don't know anything about anything so far, but... Should we do sport again? Let's do sport we'll again. Do sport. I wanted sport you again. to say Plymouth it so that I can take the responsibility. Right, no, and Josh Whittaker, we've gone for sport. Here is Danny Mills with the quote. He was certainly full of it calling me boss and big man we had a drink but if it would help if his greetings were accompanied by a decent glass of wine what he gave me was paint stripper yeah Here we are was it a arson wenger b jürgen klopp c alex ferguson yeah on, um, very sure. i thought it was i couldn't remember which way it was but i thought it was ferguson talking about Mourinho or the other way so Mourinho's is not an option hmm. am i not right in saying that wenger didn't do the wine thing. That was like one of the reasons the other right. managers didn't, didn't yeah. like him. Yeah, I think you're right on that. I'd go with Fergie. Fergie talked about Fergie. Fergie. Yeah. Natalie, what's the most expensive bottle of wine you've ever had a drink of? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're just trying to learn a bit more about you I here, Natalie. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. Do you go in for expensive wine? No. No. No, I'm very much, a, you know, less than a tenner for a bottle of wine. But in the supermarket. All right. If I go with my brother, though, he does think he's a bit of a connoisseur when it comes What's to wine. At 10, 15 quid a bottle? No, no. He, he's quite happy to splash the cash on a, on a bottle of wine. I haven't a clue, so... No clue? Just go with what he says. My, um, my father-in-law once gave me a bottle of whiskey that he'd had at the back of his cupboard for uh, about five years. He went, oh, I don't drink whiskey, you can have this. And I looked it up and it was worth 600 quid. What? Oh. Did you tell him or did you swipe I'd, I'd, the bottle? Unfortunately, I'd opened it. Oh, oh it. no. <laughs> Bit of a shame. Oh, anyway, no. he was You're certainly right. full of it, calling me boss and big man when we had a drink. But it would help if his greetings were accompanied by a decent glass of wine. What he gave me was paint stripper, Wenger, Klopp or Ferguson? Ferguson. Gone for Ferguson. The no. answer is Ferguson. Yes. So uh, one more round of this. We're going to go to West Ham, Chris and Ewan. Home or away, sport or showbiz? We need some points, so we're going to go home on this one. Going to yeah. go home, yeah. so you're going to go for sport. Here we go with the final quote from Danny Mills. Kill them with success and bury them with a smile. Kill them with success and bury them with a smile. Who said that? Was it Usain Bolt, Roy Keane or Matt Holland? Roy Keane would never smile anywhere, would he? So that can't <laughs> be it. Um, Bolt would bury them with, kill them with a what? Success. Kill them with and success and bury them with a smile. Usain Bolt, Roy Keane, Matt Holland. Maybe it is Roy Keane. Yeah, uh, mate, let's, let's, let's go to yeah. Roy Keane. I'd say Keane, yeah. Keane, Keane. Keane, Roy Keane. The answer is Usain Bolt. No. Lies! Oh, he said it. He Lies! Not a lie, it's written in front of me. <laughs>
Caesar in that Usain Bolt? Yes, number of times, yeah. Is he a nice guy? Yeah. Tell us he's a nice Big man. man. Lovely man. Yeah, really nice. Me, I mean, that's, it's really after nice. me, wasn't it? Obviously, yeah. that's not what you were saying in the green room before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really going in for yeah, you, Yeah, you said he was, he was an idiot and slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, the scores at the end of that round are Plymouth Argyle 11, West Ham 7. So, after the break, we'll be slaughtering another sacred sporting cow. But before that, take a listen to this. Yeah, I took a team to Oxford City for a pre-season game. I was manager of West Ham. And... The, we, you know, it was a lovely, like, sunny evening, and we started the game. And there was a guy next to the dugout, big West Ham fan. He had hammers tattooed on his arms, and he had the earrings in hammers on them. And he started after about two minutes. Harry said, "We ain't got that Lee Chapman up front again this year. We ain't going to get a decent striker." He kept on about Chapman all first half. He wouldn't leave me alone. There we are. The question is, what did Harry do next? All will be revealed next on Glory Hunters. If history repeats itself, I should think we can expect the same thing again. This is Glory Hunters on Talk Sport with me, Charlie Baker, the show which aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Each week, our guests represent the side they've always supported in a bid to progress to the next round. Today's fixture is West Ham versus Plymouth Argyle. I know, and if that doesn't say Super Sunday, I don't know what does. <laughs> On the team sheet for West Ham are Chris Akabusi and Ewan Thomas, whilst Natalie Sawyer and Josh Widdicombe are representing Plymouth Argyle. I find it very difficult to say. Sticks in my throat. But now, before the break, we heard this. Yeah, I took a team to Oxford City for a pre-season game. I was manager of West Ham. And, we, you know, it was a lovely, like, sunny evening. And we started the game and there was a guy next to the dugout, big West Ham fan. He had hammers tattooed on his arms and he had the earrings in, hammers on them. And he started after about two minutes. Harry said, we ain't got that Lee Chapman up front again this year. We ain't going to get a decent striker. He kept on about Chapman all first half. He wouldn't leave me alone. The question is, what did Harry do next? Chris, it wasn't you, was it? You're a big West Ham fan. <laughs> I'm going on, boss. No worries. <laughs> what do we think Harry did next? Um... Josh, Natalie, any ideas? I know, I know this anecdote. You know the but anecdote. I don't want to take Chris's answer. Okay, well, now let's have Chris and you oh, answer God. first. Oh, just fronted to him and said, sit yourself down, big lad. Yeah, Wipe yeah, yeah. down. Or Pardon. gave him a book, so you go and do better. Maybe he gave him a chance to come on. If it was a pre-season friendly. Gave him a shirt. Yeah, maybe go gave on, he gave him a shirt. shirt. He yeah. gave him a shirt, yeah. Maybe. He said, Andy Cowell ain't doing very well. And the shirt's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah go on, he gave, yeah. Him a run, gave him a run out. The old double XL from the club shop. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the, gave him a run out. Uh, Josh, you say you know the anecdote. I think he gave him a run out. Oh, he brought him on. That's what they said. Yeah, and then he scored. The guy scored. Yeah. That's what you think happened. No. I think. I think. Natalie, yeah. any advance? Well, I was thinking maybe Harry asked where he gets his tattoos from. He wanted to have his own tattoo oh, done, maybe. Yeah, that'd be a nice idea, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it'd be a nice mean. idea. Which one do you want to go with, Natalie, your team captain? Well, Josh was very confident, so I'm going to go with what Josh said. Well, Chris Akabusi and you and Thomas, they said they bought him on, which yeah. Is, yeah. not knowing the anecdote. No. It's pretty good. And you say he bought him on and, and scored. Let's find out from Harry Redknapp. So subs go on. Got no more subs. After two minutes, we get an injury. So now I've only got ten men. So I turned to him. He's still shouting at me. I went, oi. I said, can you play as good as you talk? He said, I'm better than that Chapman. I went, come on in, get your gear on. We'll have a look at you. <laughs> he went, what do you mean? I said, you're playing. <laughs> he said, who for? I said, well, West Ham. He said, I ain't got any boots. I said, what size are you? He said, nines. I said to Eddie, the kit man, Eddie, get him a pair of boots. Takes him up the changing room. He gets changed, he comes waddling back, he's got feet like this, right? <laughs> Skinhead, tattoos everywhere, earrings in. Gets to the touch, he's coming on. He said, where do, I, where do you want me to play? I said, go up front. I said, I want to see if you're better than Lee Chapman. The guy comes down, true story from the Tannoy system, the assistant, comes down, he wants to announce on the Tannoy who's coming on, so the people know who's on. He said, Harry, who's, who's the sub? Who's, who's number 16? I said, who's number 16? I said, you've been watching the World Cup. Chichi Shayef, the Bulgarian striker. <laughs> he went, oh, I thought it was him. <laughs> and he came on, played up front. He came on, played up front, scored a goal. And I've got to be honest, on the night, he was better than Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> Harry read that now. Brilliant West Ham oh. anecdote. Oh, well, it was a... Look, for not knowing the anecdote... You, 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 for not yes. knowing the story, yeah. if you're guess, I'm going to give you ten goals. Oh! Oh, I'm loving you. For knowing the anecdote, but for Chris Akabusi and you and not knowing it and telling it yeah. better, I'm going to give you nine goals. Oh, hey, that's just how it works. That 
just have it works on glory hunters now. Yeah. Next up, I want each of you to abandon your principles and go all out for glory in the round that we call Sporting Heretics. You'll each have to deliver a piece of pure sporting blasphemy as you lay waste to a sacred cow of my choosing. Quite simply, the more horrified, shocked and disgusted I am, the more you will score. Uh, Josh, you're going to start first. OK. And you're going to start with this. There is nothing wrong with a half and half scarf. Correct. I'm actually an owner of a half and half scarf. And I will tell you now, Charlie, you as a Torquay United fan, mm. were you to get to play Liverpool in the third round of the FA Cup and mm. get a day out at Anfield, how would you commemorate your day out at Anfield? Pure Torquay full kit. Pure, pure Torquay pure full, kit. full kit. There's only one item that tells you you're at a specific match, and that is a half and half scarf. No one's a programme, they're total, you know, they're rubbish. No yeah. one wants a. It's just a load of Wikipedia put on glossy pages, isn't it? A program. <laughs> I, I love a half and half scarf. I've got it. It's in my drawer. It's one of my favourite bits of. There are misjudged ones. I saw an MK Dons and AFC Wimbledon one, which is a misjudged one. But um, I, I don't have a problem. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to support both teams. It means you want something to remember the match by. You're not putting it on and cheering on football and saying, mm. "May the best team win." And I do believe that were. Torquay to play Liverpool, were Brentford, Natalie, to play Real Madrid, Chris, were West Ham to play someone bigger than them, like Plymouth Argyle, I think, <laughs> I think you would get a half and half scarf. Well, the point of this round is to outrage me, and I am fully outraged. Yeah, I thought it would. They are my, they are my <laughs> least favourite thing. I genuinely believe it, thing. Charlie. I'm not, even, I'm not even, like, pretending. I'm not trying to wind you up. Well, I just think it's... I, think I heard you sound like say a it's football. the worst thing about the modern game. It's not the worst thing. Have you seen West Ham's ground? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a football tourist. Oh, we're just happy to be here. That's why you didn't beat Liverpool that day. Oh, that's we're not, that's because we're rubbish. But look, the point of the round is to, to uh, outrage me. You did that, so I'm going to give you nine out of ten goals. There we are. Ewan. Mm. Ewan, diving is an art form. Oh, it's a total art form. Tom Daly's been diving hey. since about the three, oh, he's from your neck of the woods, three years <laughs> of age. At the Olympics, he gets a number of opportunities. Footballers who dive should be celebrated. Listen, if you do it well and you can get away with it, it's a skill. We all know dedication and skill and hard work that has to go into performing something so well that no one knows it's actually a dive. You haven't really not been tripped. So I think it should be celebrated for people who do it properly. Well done, I salute you. It should be allowed on the football pitch and we should celebrate it. A good one. Beautiful answer. You made it sound almost artistic. Okay. And you may be not too annoyed about oh. diving, which is a problem. Isn't it? Because mm. I'm gonna give what I'm gonna give you is six goals. Six. Okay. That's a very, very good answer. Tom Daly gets more than six. He does get more than six. Natalie, there's nothing fake about wrestling. No, professional wrestling is a sport. At the end of the day, sport is all about winners and losers. You get that in wrestling. Perhaps the fights are a little planned, but isn't there match fixing in a lot of sports anyway? Uh, we know that wrestling is a little bit scripted, but then the fans themselves don't genuinely know what's going to happen. You might have an idea, but you seriously don't know who's going to win. Wrestlers train incredibly hard, probably even harder than other athletes, let's be fair on that. And the chances of injury are pretty high, even though some might suggest there is an element of choreography to it. If you get it wrong, you could be seriously injured in that ring. So I think wrestling, it might be theatrical, it might be overblown, but there is certainly no fakery to it because there's danger involved and there's a winner and a loser. Well, it's a good answer, Natalie, but unfortunately answer. I agree with you, which means <gasps> I'm in no way outraged. Oh, you love wrestling? Because I like wrestling. Oh. What, but think about, uh, as my good friend Will Hodgson says, it is fixed, not fake. So they are definitely still fighting, but it is fixed. So you're absolutely right. So I can, I'm going to give you two goals. A very oh, low yeah. score, but for no outrage whatsoever. <laughs> um, there we are. Chris, we come to you playing for West Ham. And I'm going to say to you is that we shouldn't keep the score. Definitely shouldn't keep the score. What's that all about? I mean, where the focus goes, the energy flows. Why are we thinking about the score? No, all need to have prizes. It's about just enjoying the game, kicking it about, Flicks, taps, showboating, make it a nice communal feel. I don't like the idea that you've got this partisan stuff, that you've got them and us. It's about them against us, it's us. It's a community spirit. What I love is you lose the bigger picture when you kick the score. You know, you, you focus on the minutiae. You, you miss the ballet and the poetry, and you miss the harmony. 
and you, you, you start cheating and the schadenfreude and the ill feeling and the egocentricity. We know that football is about the community spirit, collaboration and all must have prices. Bin the score! <laughs> there we are, very, very mean. I mean, I think you may have listened to one too many Nietzsche podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just, just just dial it back a little bit on the old Nietzsche. Um, I mean, I, I, I really disagree with you. It's, it's up there with the half and half scarf not keeping score. Was, I mean, you did a really good job of winding me up in that round because I like I like any score, a nil-nil even. You don't even keep a nil-nil. No, no, it's not about that. It's about the poetry. It's about the interaction, the community. Everyone laughs, speaking the same language. Over to you, son. Over to you, son. After you, no, after you. Can you do that? I can do that. Do this. Hey, big boy out of the crowd. Over in that spot. In you come, son. On you, head, son. It's about that. So what if you've got no medal? <laughs> at the Olympics, if, you've got, if everyone had got a medal? It's the not, if they yeah, kept, yeah. What if they hadn't kept your time? You quoted Ewan's time earlier on. What if they hadn't kept any no, times? No. You know what? We got you wrong. What's supposed to happen, really, is everyone piles in. Crowd, administrators, yeah. referees. <laughs> When I blow the whistle, you go. When I stop, you stop. And that's it. And that's it. That's it, yeah. That's the end of it. Great game. Oh, we had a party. Great game. Um, And so because of that, you don't want to score a cap. So I won't won't give you any goals because you don't want any score. There we are. Hoisted by my own baton, man. Hoisted by my own baton. He's done with your kipper. It's a new rule on the on, on the Glory Hunters, which is called the Akabusi rule. Um, I'll give you I'll give you five. Thank you, sir. I'll give you Thank five. You, At the end of that round, the scores not the Chris Kerr's. The scores are <laughs> thirty-one West Ham twenty-eight. Still to come, we travel back to a momentous moment in each club's history. And yes, we've managed to find one for Plymouth. Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. next on Talk Sport. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. I only drink two times a year, when it's my birthday and when it's not my birthday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Time now for a round we're calling Back in the Day. We're going to travel back to a <laughs> landmark year in both clubs' history. Now, Chris and Ewan... We're going to go back to 1975. Get in! Oh. Taylor! Do you know what happened? Yeah! yeah. Come okay, on. and FA Cup I glory. really hope it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> 2 0, Fulham, Alan Taylor, call a taxi. Wait, Fulham, see ya. Anyway, tell there me. There we are. Chris and Ewan, we're going back to 1975. Get in, Taylor! <laughs> and FA Cup glory for West Ham. Jennings! Alan Taylor! Right through Peter Mallard. Patton again. Patsy Holland, who started the goal move through the fullback's mistake. Patton, fast space. And Taylor again! There we are, Alan Taylor scoring both goals for West Ham in their 2 0 victory against Fulham in the 1975 FA Cup final. But what else do you remember 
of that year, Chris and that Ewan. Yeah. Yes. I joined the army in 1975. I don't think that's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it is, we have done a very good job. <laughs> anyway, let's, I let's can't let's... imagine you keeping quiet in a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Give yourself away with that <laughs> Here we go. 1975, question one. This was a time when teams recorded a single ahead of the final, and West Ham's was this. Everybody now. Pretty bubbles in the air. Yeah, I'm forever blowing bubbles, of course. What I want to know is where did that get in the charts in the summer of 75? I bet that did all right, you Was know. it A, number 42, B, number 31, Ooh. C, 28? 42, number 31 or number 28? 28. 20, go on, 28. Going for number 28. The answer is number 31. Oh, no see. goals. Num no question one. two. If the West Ham team of 1975 didn't have the biggest selling single of the year... Who did? Was it A, the Bay City Rollers? Bye, bye, baby, don't make me Was it B, Rod Stewart? Or was it C, Queen? So who had the biggest selling single of 1975? Bay City Rollers, Rod Stewart or Queen? I'd say Bay City Rollers. I'm going to say, I'd say Bay City Roll-Ups, but you know what? I think they were earlier than that. I think the Roll-Ups were about like, 72. Roll-Ups? Rollers. Yeah. Bay City Rollers. cigarettes. Roll-Ups. Best tribute act of all time. Bay City Roll-Ups. They were later than that. And I think the Roll-Ups were earlier than that. I think it was 72. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's what you call them a score, isn't it? The Roll-Ups, yeah. Bay City Roll-Ups. Rod Stewart or Queen? I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody got to number one for some reason. I think it was successful. Going to push later you on. for an answer? Oh, I'd go um, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart then. I'm gone for Rod Stewart. The answer is the Bay City Roll Oh no! I'm not listening to Chris anymore. Set me. Set me. Set me. Question set me. three. A few examples there of crimes against music that were rife in the mid 70s. Thank God someone tried to restore law and order with the advent of which TV cop show that year? Was it A, the Bill? B, the Sweeney? Or was it C, the Professionals? So, which TV cop show came out that year? Not, the, not the Bill. That, I was a kid when that came out. I remember yeah. Bill, the Sweeney or the Professionals? Either Sweeney or professionals, but I, I'm not listening to Chris anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sweeney, gone for the Sweeney. The Sweeney, it is the Sweeney. Oh, well done, you said. There we are. And it's <laughs> one goal. <laughs> Natalie and Josh, we're going to go back to 2002 oh. when Plymouth Argyle were crowned third division champions. Certainly were. <laughs> Great year. Yeah, did Brian McGlinchey play for you in that? Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, more or less. Yeah, it's Paul Storick era. Just Devon chat there. Okay, Plymouth fans in <laughs> fine voice there, having won the third division title. And as you've no doubt worked out, it's also the only clip we can find of that moment. There's nothing really? else around, Josh. That's it. It's all we've got. Perfect. Did Not... you go to any of those games that season? Yeah, I did. I just moved to Manchester. Oh. So um, I went to all the away games. Went to like... Barry and um, Stockport uh, County. Yeah, Port Vale. I think that might have been the next year, but yeah, some great places. Okay, so that was 2002. What Rochdale else? on a Hangover is one of the worst experiences I've ever had. <laughs> Sounds like a 70s prog rock group. <laughs> so Rochdale on a Hangover. What else do you remember from 2002? Natalie, are you ready? Here we go. Question one. 2002 was also the year of this. Hold the cups and the glasses back home. You can smash them now. Beckham has scored for England. 44 minutes and he's done it again. That's, that's, yeah, that's irresponsible easy. from John Watson. It was smashing glasses. Uh, the World Cup was staged in South Korea and Japan, but what was the official England song for that tournament? Ooh. Was it A, Embrace? It's coming, it's coming was it B, The Spice Girls featuring Ian McCulloch? So how does it feel? 
or was it C, Ant and Deck? Okay, so what do we think? 2002? Spice Girls weren't still together in 2002. They, they uh, broke up in 1999, as everyone knows. Were you a massive fan Pop of Spice quiz. Girls? No, no, I'm not, but you know, come you on. I, well, yeah, well, I you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, if, if every single's good, how can you not be a fan? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, were you a Spice Girls fan? Uh, I, I, I like Josh. Some of their songs I liked. Okay. I not say I particularly liked them. Oh. But no, just, you know, some of their songs are all right. Sawyer in Spice Girls Hate, <laughs> front page, Monday morning. <laughs> um, Let's move on. We are Embrace. Uh, so that, that the Spice one, Girls, that, that Spice Girls one was 98. Um, so that leaves Anton Deck and Embrace. Now, I think it was, I remember that Anton Deck being a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they still are. They still are. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Were they not PJ and Duncan then? No, 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 Exactly. Well, it's just for fun, flicks and ballet. <laughs> right, and poetry. Question two. Which of these three did not make their debut this year? A, the Euro. B, Darren Bent. C, the SARS epidemic. Keep it light, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it is. A lot of people think all these three things are, are similar, especially in parts of yeah. Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these three did not make their debut this year? Oh, mate. The Euro, Darren Bent, the SARS oh, epidemic. I well, the randomness talk... of Darren Bent is in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... So two of them did, 2002. Yes. I think that, well, that is the ballpark for the Euro, isn't it? I don't, I don't know much. Darren Bent, when was he around? Yeah. I know, exactly. Shall we just go with Darren I Bent? Think I think he's earlier. Let's do 2000. Let's do, let's do him. Let's do Darren, Darren Bent. Darren Bent made his debut in 2002. Is incorrect. The correct answer is the SARS epidemic. Oh, oh no. Lovely. 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 SARS was only about 10 years ago, wasn't it? Bring it back. Bring it back. The SARS <laughs> epidemic. Great punk band. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Question three. The term Bushism entered common usage in 2002 following President George W. Bush's unique turn of phrase, but which of his gaffes was voted his best by US political pundits? Was it? Rarely is the question asked, are, is our children learning? <laughs> or perhaps. I remember meeting a mother of a, of a child who was abducted by the North Koreans right here in the Oval Office. <laughs> or okay. finally. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. And neither do we. <laughs> Which of his gaps you know what, was voted the best by US political pundits? Looking back now, he doesn't seem as bad no. as <laughs> the current climate. The good old days. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> that was all we had to worry about. All very happy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They're all terrific. I think the only one I've remembered listening to it was the Harm Our Country one. Mm. So that's all I've got to go on. Well, let's go that, with that. That felt like the big one. Yeah, let's go with that. Gonna that and, well, let's find out. Here's the clip. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. There we are. That was voted his best gaff by US political pundits. And at the end of that round, the scores are Plymouth Argyle 33, West Ham United 29. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to probe in areas other shows shy away from, and that's why we do this. Health and safety may dictate otherwise, but the general public have been let loose in our studio and our panel have absolutely no idea what questions they will ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. So, you sir, can we have our first question please? Hello, I'd like to ask the panel, who have you met from the world of sport that you're in total awe of? Oh, what a great question. Who have you met from the world of sport you were in total or of other than Chris Akabusi, Ewan? <laughs> I've met a few. Uh, Beckham, Bolt, Mourinho was someone back in the day when he was a special one. I was wow, he had something about him. I almost had a man crush on him, I must admit. But yeah. for me, I played football with Gaza. And um, 
it was at Majeski Stadium, Help for Heroes. He came across towards me and I was on the phone to my mate. I went, oh my God, Gaza's coming. I put the phone down and he knew who I was and I was absolutely buzzing. He went, you and the athlete? I went, yeah. He said, oh, I watched you on a programme on Channel 5 called The Diet Doctors. You had to eat red meat for a whole month and you farted on TV. So funny. And I just thought, oh my God, he knows who I am and he's seen me pass wind on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Gaza was the one person I met who I was in awe of when I met him. Yeah, oh, yeah great answer. Natalie, obviously we know Pele. We've had that in Glory Hunters. Anyone else? Uh, well, I have been privileged to meet a, a lot of people. I've mentioned David Beckham already. Um, Tim Henman, I had a, I had a bit of a thing about Tim Henman when, oh, he, when right. I was a bit younger. Okay. So when I met him, I was just quite excited to meet him. And, and it was lovely, it was very a charming. picture of him in my local curry house. Is there? Having a curry, yeah. Oh, oh it's nice. Well, he's from uh, around your neck of the woods, Not where you live. Not telling the listeners no, where exactly. I live, are we, Natalie? Well, no. I was very clever in stopping myself. <laughs> uh, but Sir Bobby Charlton. I met him. Oh, that's a good oh, one. And wow. he was lovely. Josh, you've interviewed a lot, so you've had loads of famous people on the last leg. Oh, yeah. I have, any yeah, big, actually, any big, yeah, I have Any big sporting, any uh, sporting legends or on your, hey, or on your on podcast? The um, no, on the last leg, I don't think I find them... I've found them too intimidating. Uh, we had Ewan on, actually, but that was fine. He just didn't really deliver as a guest. But, uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! I was all when it started. Oh, I remember, I remember when right he here. started. <laughs> I, I think one of the most intimidated is I did a, a radio panel show about music and I was on with Jimmy White, who I was a huge fan of Jimmy White. I was very kind of um, like nervous at meeting Jimmy White. What music was Jimmy White into? Big he's a big mate of Ronnie Woods, so it's like a big oh, fan okay, of Rolling right, Stones. Oh, okay. So um, he's mainly into the Rolling Stones. And uh, it got to this point, so at the end of the th thing, he got into the final against someone else. And, I, and the other two contestants had to judge who was the winner. And it came to me and I said, I thought this was funny. I said, but I don't want to be responsible for Jimmy White losing another oh, final. Yes. And it, and he looked at me like I ripped out his heart. <laughs> Don't you judge me, Natalie? <laughs> I thought, I thought, come on, that's his calling card, losing finals. Come on, yeah. that's his thing. That's his thing. That's what we all got. That's his shtick. Yeah. That's what he's got now. Yeah. Oh, there we are. There we that are. was sad. Chris Akabusi, hit us up. Who, who's the, yeah, who's oh. your biggest sporting icon that, for yourself oh, that you've it's, met? It's, it's a no-brainer for me. I watched the Olympic Games in 1980, and uh, there was a guy for United. Kingdom with a load of swagger. Um, he's got four world records, two Olympic Gs. Uh, it's the one and only Mr. Daley Thompson. Mm. And I remember watching him in Moscow and everyone said, yeah, okay, well, the Americans weren't there. And then he goes to LA in 84. I was on the same team in 84. And he walks in again with a load of swagger, does it again. This time he's whistling on the podium and stuff. He's doing back somersaults. And that was my guy. And then, and then he asked, he said to us, we could go out and train with him in 1986. I couldn't believe it. So all of us went out in 86 to go and train in LA. And of course, Daly's competitive and everything. So we, you know, we're training with him and then we start playing cards. And the one who's got the most money wins the most money. Anyway, I'm sure I'm going to do him this time. I've got a lovely run in my, in my, in my, my hand here. Ten Joe Green. He's going, Akabushi, don't do it, don't do it. He says, I'm going to take your car, I'm going to take your house. Don't do it, don't do it. I say, OK, I'm going to have him. Ten Joe Green, he goes, pile of aces on the belts. He's on the table. Cowabunga, baby! <laughs> I tell you what, I love meeting Mr. T. He the man. There we are. Daily <laughs> oh, four superb answers. I'm going to give you ten goals each. They're all such good answers. Can we have the next question, please? You, sir. I'd like to ask the panel which year they think was the best for football or sport in general. Ewan, let's come back to you. Okay, with football for me, growing up, and we're a similar age. I hope you like this one. It's got to be Italian '90. You know, oh, Waddle, yeah. Parker, Gaza, Lineker, David Platt. That little spinning kick. It was just a great time to like football and to watch England. Yeah, they didn't win. It wasn't 66 the World Cup, but I think the way it galvanised the nation, it was the first time that I felt really passionate about football. So I think Italian 90, but it's probably not the best year overall for sport. You but can't for football. look for football, but for sport. And thinking about it makes me feel young again. So yeah, it's exactly. good, you, and I'm going to give you nine goals. Oh. Chris Akabusi. Yeah, so for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, 1966, World Cup. I was a long kid, got to Butlins, and World Cup Willie and all that. And I, and I wanted to be Bobby Moore. And the thing is, I went to Butlins, and Redcoat said to me, you can't be, I mean, I'd look, look, I'm not taking this enough. He said, you can't be Bobby Moore. Why? Because you're black. <laughs> and, and I'm laughing and joking, because I didn't really get it then. 
Um, but I remember just being part and parcel of the team, World Cup Willie, changing all the cards and stuff. I wanted to be Bobby Moore. Well, I couldn't be Bobby Moore, but I follow his team. Very, very good. Well done. I'm going to give you nine goals. Thank you very also. much, sir. Nine more goals for West Ham. Uh, Josh Whittacombe, what's the best year for football, Josh? Best year for football? Or Nine... sporting in ge- sport in general? That was the football question. Football and sport in general. Do you want it? Yep. 1996. 1996. We've already had Keegan's freak out. That was 1996. Euro 96, the greatest tournament of my childhood. Euro 96, home tournament. So close. Glorious defeat. That's better than winning it, isn't it? <laughs> 1996. Gaza getting that close to the ball. Oh. Anderson hitting the post. Plymouth Argyle won. Darlington nil in the playoff final. Who can oh. forget that? Beautiful. Who did forget that? Anyone? No one has ever <laughs> Who forgotten can remember that. that? <laughs> Australia lost in the final of the Cricket World Cup. That's a positive. <laughs> Pete Sampras. Here's a bit of trivia. The only year from 1993 to 2000 that he lost a match at Wimbledon. 1996. And who can forget the Atlanta Olympics? Who can? I can't remember anything about it. One thing about Atlanta was Charlotte. that the Lionel Richie one, or that was I that was LA, wasn't it? LA. LA, yeah. Who LA, can yeah. forget it? Not who me. Who can forget it? There was an excellent answer. Um, although you did make me remember the Gaza miss again. Yeah, but that's so, a glorious <laughs> defeat. So that's what take builds two goals our character. Off for that. So I'm going to give you eight goals. Ooh. Josh Whittacombe, Natalie Sawyer. Oh, I'm going down a similar theme for a year of 2012 because a lot happened in that year in terms of greatness in sport. Uh, We've had the longest ever major tennis final. That was between Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal, lasting five hours and 53 minutes. Bubba Watson won the Masters. We all like a bit of Bubba and his tears. Very emotional. That shot out the woods for Bubba Watson. Sure. That was fantastic. Uh, Let's not forget John Terry dressed in his Chelsea kit. Shin pads on. When they won the Champions League final, despite not even playing in that match because he was suspended against Bayern Munich. Andy Murray won his first major at the US Open, having lost at Wimbledon in the summer as well. And then, of course, London 2012. Who can forget what a fabulous uh, games that was. The record medal haul since 1908, 65 in total, 29 of them golds. And then we had Super Saturday, didn't we, with that record six gold medals. So, yeah, 2012, that's great. Great answer, and I agree with you, Natalie. I'm going to give you 10 goals. There we are. 10 goals. Hope that answers your question, sir. Which means at the end of that round, the scores are Plymouth Argyle 61, West Ham United 57. listening to Glory Hunters here on TalkSport with me, Charlie Baker, where West Ham in the shape of Chris Akabusi and Ewan Thomas have 57 goals and Plymouth Argyle, represented by Natalie Sawyer and Josh Widdicombe, have 61. We've hit the final round in the dying moments of the game. (laughs) We now move into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Remember, you're up against the clock, so speed is of the essence. Losing side goes first. That is currently West Ham. Chris and Ewan, are you ready? Quite simply, I need you to tell me which of the following are the names of fictional footballers by answering fact or fiction. Your time starts now. Neil Shipley. Fact. It is a fact. Roy Race. Fiction. It is fiction. Santiago Munez. Fact. Incorrect. Emerson. Fact. Correct. Sergio Canales. Fact. Correct. Corporal Luis Fernandez. Fiction. Correct. Didio Baptiste. Fact. Fiction. Ollie Watkins. Fact. Correct. Johnny Dexter. Fiction. Correct. Steve Stone. Fact. Correct. Hamish Balfour. Fiction. Correct. Billy the Fish. Fiction. (laughs) Billy Sharp. Fact. Fact. Correct. Billy Dane. Fiction. He is fiction. Billy's Boots. Tony DiRigo. Fact. Fact. Correct. Jess Bamra. Fiction. Correct. Bendy Light Beckham. Andy Sinton. Fact. Yes, yes, yes. Captain John Colby. Fiction. Correct. David Batty. Fact. Correct. Get it! 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 Get it!
It's just too easy. Congratulations. So at the end of that round, you scored 17 goals, which takes you under 74. Next up, it's Natalie and Josh. You have 60 seconds to tell me which of the following are the names of real non-league teams. Oh, no. That doesn't matter. We're talking about real sport, mate. Real non-league teams. Your time starts now. Woodstock Sports. True. True. Correct. Exmoor Existentialists. No, that's false. Yeah. False. Glengow Rangers. True. It's false. Tottenford Rovers. False. It is false. Norton and Stockton Ancients. True. True. Grimsby Gomorrah. Ooh. False. It's false. Crouch End Vampires. False. True. Alftown Hotcakes. <laughs> false, but I want it to be true. It is false. Thurnby Nirvana. False. It's true. Prince's Park. True. It's false. Sutton Simpatico. False. It is false. Romulus. True. True. Swindon Supermarine. True. True. Roman Glass St. George. False. It's true. Melchester Rovers. That's false. It is false. Wicklow Wickerman. And there is the end of the round of I'm Afraid It Was False, the last one. Oh, oh get in! means at the end of that round, you scored 11 oh, points. Oh, oh. The score doesn't matter unless you win, boys! <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of that round, you scored 11, which means the final oh, scores oh, are man. Plymouth Argyle 73 and then a shock oh. comeback. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. United, Chris Akabusi and Come you on, you they are forever blowing bubbles. bubbles. There we are. Uh, a bland, empty post-match reaction. Oh. Natalie, Josh. Heartbroken. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and go again. Okay, that's nice to know. Chris, Ewan, happy? Get Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> love sport. End the score is fantastic. Forget what I said. What I like is your humbling victory. <laughs> <laughs> so, to our winners, we say... I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. And for the losers. Oh, it was, I just thought it was a, just a just a jumble of junk. You know, they've got to get a grip of this guy, you know, because he just seems to be out of control to me. Join us at the same time next Sunday. And until then, from myself, Charlie Baker, and everyone here, Josh Whittacombe, Natalie Sawyer, Ewan Thomas, and Chris Akabusi, it's goodbye. It's a bit of a Ron Burgundy moment. I thought I'm going to pause there.